Sometimes when you have a podcast you really love and they miss a week or two, you get sad. But then a, a podcast, an episode, you get a notification that the latest episode has dropped. And you realize this whole time that the waiting was the hardest part. But <laughs> it's always worth it. Welcome to another episode of Lonely Town. We're a few months behind on some things that have happened and some announcements that have been made, but we still want to talk about them. We uh, still matters to us. Yeah, if you're looking for breaking news, podcast is probably not the best format for, especially one that usually comes out once a week. There's there's other ways to, like I said, notifications. <laughs> did you like why Tom Petty? I did. It was great. I'll let me bring you on stage in uh, Vegas. I wasn't trying to interrupt you. I was just trying to do a Tom Petty impression. It sounded a little bit more like Eddie Vedder than Tom Petty, but... I was at it was Vedder, good. Would You Like Me Any Better, Jimmy? Yes. You remember that song? Did you remember that song? No. I can't remember who sang it, but there's a band in the 90s. I wanted to say Nickelback, but I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> off their debut album. But there was a song that, if I was Eddie Vedder, would you like me any better? And I liked that song. That's why I interrupted you there. Perfect. That's a song by SNFU. Exactly. SNFU. Better than Eddie Vedder. Bringing you the hits. Me and Brandon used to listen to that in Woodshop together. And he said, if someday I could meet Eddie Vedder on stage, that would be my dream come true. And I said, Brandon, that's never going to happen. We're making uh, bird uh, houses here together. <laughs> And he Just pay attention so you don't get your hand on our side. That part didn't really happen, but the Eddie Vedder uh, part of the song did, and Ben Wesley has talked to did. So sometimes I have to say when I'm when I'm lying or fabricating or making up things because people take us quite literally. And if you don't know us, I guess you could see how they do that. But we like to joke around every now and again from time to time. And I've said a few things on the podcast that people took as fact. Um, that weren't meant to be, uh, going back to the early days. I think I said something about Donny Osmond leaving the Mormon church or something. And there's been a few things. So I have to clarify. I pulled some feathers there out. Well, I just, that it didn't happen. And it most certainly didn't happen. I was just trying to make a joke. Apparently it's not funny. That going back to, uh, that me and Brandon never had shop class together for those that try to say this down the road, never happened. So just clarifying. Sometimes we won't clarify and I'll just keep talking and Jimmy will keep talking, but Sometimes I'll have to admit that things were not true, and that was one that was was a half-truth at best. I did have shop class. Well, today we're going to talk about Festivus. Uh, Not really, but we're going to talk about some festivals. So I was going to bring this up in our episode where we talked about the the residency, but I thought I would save it for this one because uh, when I think of a festival, I think how awesome it would be to, to be in this big crowd, see a bunch of different bands, see the killers. And I thought, but in the back of my mind, there's always this thought that you're not going to get the same experience you would at a dedicated Killers concert where they're going to play for a lot longer, they're going to play a lot more variety of songs. I've, I had that thought about the residency that it's, it's going to be different. I'm thinking it's still going to be a full concert. You're going to hear On Top, which I don't necessarily go to a Killers concert to hear that, but when it's an event like this, it's a 20-year celebration, it's going to be epic, and you're going to sing along every word of On Top, even if you don't love that song. It is going to be different than a normal concert because... Well, you didn't love it until you heard it live, and now it's your favorite. Right. Because you haven't heard the song until you've heard it live. I, I, some on Reddit was saying, I hope they just play Everything Will Be All Right on a loop over and over. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, whatever's got their thing. 
you vote for that and I'll tell you what's going to happen. That That's not going to happen. So in addition to the Samstown anniversary shows in Vegas, they've already got quite a lineup of festivals. Hot Puss anniversary. Lined up. What did I say? Samstown. I keep saying that. It's in Vegas and it's messing me up. Jimmy really likes Samstown more than Hot Fuss. Breaking news has been well, exposed. I mean, if you think about it, we we probably would catch more people's attention if we would have called this the Hot Fuss podcast instead of Lonely Town. Because I don't think everybody catches that it's a brand, it's that it's a killer's podcast, except for it's in the name. But it doesn't quite jump out <laughs> like Hot Fuss. Everybody knows Hot Fuss is a killer's album, but maybe we should change our Lonely name. Town. You know, it's a it's a it's a Brandon song. The next time we miss a couple weeks, we'll come back rebranded as <laughs> Hot Fuss and Killers Podcast, formerly known as Lovely Town, and people will listen and give us ratings and, and reviews. Yeah, if, if marketing was our thing, we we probably would have gone with a different name, but I like it. I'm, I don't have any regrets. Lonely Town, aka for this month only, uh, or for well, maybe till the summer, aka the Hot Fuss Podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, it was probably trademarked, but I don't know if that was too. So. Um, so they've already got some festivals lined up in Boston in May, in New York, in, is that June? I can't tell if that's a six or an eight on this web. Holy cow, I cannot read that. Governor's Ball, Dublin, and then, yeah, I mean, is that four days later they're going to Ireland? Yeah, I put down the Governor's Ball, but I didn't put down the dates on, on my notes. And then they are going to Ireland for a few soon. Yeah, so June 8th, and then the 12th they're going to be in Ireland. Three shows in Ireland. Impressive. That's like a mini residency. Yeah, there. exactly. What more could you want? And then they've got three, four, four shows in Manchester. They just not haven't been billed as, as uh, hot fuss shows, so... Or even Sam Sam. The uh, stat list will reflect more of that. Maybe it won't be billed necessarily as that, but uh, if we know one thing about Brandon, he does like to uh, be a perfectionist, and he likes to practice things, so I'm wondering if they'll slap a few, a few songs to, you know, get get ready for the big Vegas shows. Or, or is it going do that? I wouldn't be surprised when the Ireland shows, I don't know if it was when they were announced or, or whatever, but like. My friend and our former uh, Bruce Springsteen expert, former guest, I want to say, not <laughs> uh, Waddy texted me up or we were talking or whatever, and he was way excited about that. He went and saw Springsteen there last summer, and he was sending me clips of uh, going around different pubs at, I don't know, it seemed like late night, like two, three in the morning, but I don't, I guess, maybe I'm, maybe I'm embellishing again. It was so late, Jimmy, but they were all playing like Mr. Brightside and people were having a great time. And this was just random days before he went over there early to go to these Bruce shows for, I think he did a couple of shows over there too. Because Brandon totally copies everything that Bruce does. <laughs> they were way excited and he said that would be, if he could go to any shows, he said those would be some good ones to go see because he's sure they're going to be electrifying. I said, well, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> But somebody listening will be, so let us know. They did quite a few festivals last year as well, and one of the, one of the uh, festivals that was quite noteworthy that we haven't talked about yet happened in September. And now it's January. You probably This episode you'll probably be hearing in February or later. So it's been a while, but... But we made notes that we were going to talk about yeah, We never talked We never, talked we never got to it. So the Ohana Festival, September 29th, 2023. Killers headline that I'm guessing was a Friday night. And then the next night was Eddie Vedder and the Chicks, uh, separately, built separately. Formerly the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, that was controversial, too. And then, I'm guessing Sunday was the Foo Fighters and the Pretenders. So, I wouldn't have guessed that 
Eddie Vedder would have been coming on stage with the Killers the night before his his show, but it's pretty amazing that it happened. Well, and here's the thing: like even looking at the this year's lineup, uh, the New Orleans show, the Jazz Festival, or whatever it is, the Rolling Stones, Jimmy, are the headline band, and or the the big I don't know I call them the headline band. But then you look down, and the Killers are like second or third billing, or somewhere in there. They're you know main mainstays. The Governor's Ball. Uh, Utah's own Post Malone, I think, was on that one as well. Another Utah resident. I think he still lives here. But the Killers, so two Utah bands are... <laughs> uh, why isn't our governor, Spencer Cox, why don't you have your own ball and have the Killers and, and Post Malone play here at the fairgrounds or somewhere? we got to float that idea. I just did. I just did put it out in the universe. It's going to happen now. You look at some of these festivals, they're, and usually festivals, you have the up-and-coming bands, and then you have the well-established bands, and, and you go to see... I want to go see the Rolling Stones, but while you're there, you see this other band. You're like, oh, they're awesome. They're it's good exposure. You for... See the chicks, way yeah. You see, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm here. I'm I'm gonna see them, but it gives these other bands some exposure. You get new fans. I'm telling people how festivals work because I don't know. Maybe they, they don't know. The bang ones are what brings them in, and still the Killers are not only because we always say, oh, they're being overseas. They're being in the UK. The, these are big U.S. cities. And they're their big festival. The big things they do in the summer is you have the big music tour come through. They're like the main night. And it's not like the Thursday or Wednesday before. These are like some of those, you know, we have a, a Thursday. And now people are kind of getting there and, and thinking about it. But it's an up and coming. I, these are like the main Sunday, Friday, side, the main headliner, the killers. Maybe I've been underselling the killers, Jimmy. I have a podcast with you. Uh, formerly known as, as Lonely Town, <laughs> which was a reference to Nephi, which was talking about Pressure Machine coming out when we named it. But now it was known as the Hot Fuss uh, <laughs> podcast for this episode only. I think maybe I've undersold how big the killers are in in America. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Well, I was hoping we were when, when they were going to be announcing the, the Super Bowl, but then when they announced Usher, I thought, oh, maybe, we're, maybe, I was, maybe I overthought it, man. So angry about that still. Sure, Usher did a great job at this point. This might be the week it's happening. I'm sure it'll be just fine. They really missed the mark there. I don't know if it's coming back to Vegas anytime soon, but doing the Killers halftime in Santa Clara in a couple of years or whatever isn't the same as doing it in Vegas for the halftime show. Uh, but yeah, these big festivals. And so when there's somebody like Eddie Vedder, for people that don't know, maybe you're older or younger than me and Jimmy, Eddie Vedder was in this little up-and-coming band named Pearl Jam that was... Pretty popular in the 90s. They had a good run. They were massive. They were uh, the same time as uh, Nirvana came out, Pearl Jam, Seattle. And I have a special place in my heart for Seattle bass bands and, and sub pop and all that. Pearl Jam, I continued on because Nirvana obviously came to a tragic end there. They were kind of the next big one that took the mantle and, and took this grunge thing and, and just... They just went on for years, and they have a great following now. And that's a band I'd like to see, obviously, live. I haven't. They don't come to Utah for whatever reason a whole lot. But this summer, if we learned anything, everyone's on tour. So maybe they'll come closer here. Frozen Jams is a legendary band, as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm sure Jimmy feels the same way as I do. And so... Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, if I broke your speakers and your <laughs> headphones. For whatever reason, that man could mumble and, and, and whatever, and it sounds great. I love Pearl Jam. And so when, when Eddie Vedder came on stage, they sing a song together. I'm wondering, what, how, what, why? And it wasn't that Brandon went on a, a Pearl Jam. 
It wasn't like they invited him because it'd be like, well, that was cool. Pearl Jam was nice and let the killers and let Brandon come up and say, no, the killers show. And Eddie's there. I don't, I didn't read how it all happened. I'm sure it's been uh, talked about now, probably a lot more. And if I was a good journalist, I'd have went through and texted people and got my, my notes. But somehow Eddie got on stage with Brandon and they sang a song. Uh, when he first came up, when I first saw it, I didn't read the notes or whatever. I'm like, well, who's this random man? Because he doesn't have long hair anymore. He has a little mustache. And what song did they sing? Do you remember? With Eddie? Yeah. The Waiting. The Waiting. That was right at the time. That's why we've been. That's why I keep saying it. I thought you were talking about the uh, the Provo Cubby Art Center tribute to Tom Petty that we need to talk about with Robbie or the waiting. Um, yeah, so they sang the the waiting the Tom Petty song uh, again. I saw Tom Petty in concert in Seattle, with Jimmy. Uh, just nice. It was one of the last uh, shows that he ever did, actually. Sadly enough, and I went up and saw him perform there. So. So it all comes full circle, Jimmy. That song and that performance was just for me and me alone. And I, but my wife was a big Tom Petty fan. There is a big Tom Petty hand, but it was when he was alive, especially because once you once you die, you lose fans. I don't know. I don't know. Your music just drops. Away. Yeah, my wife's a big Tom Petty fan. I like Tom Petty. Um, I've always been a, a Tom Petty fan. Going back to his work on King of the Hill is is lucky. So we went and saw him. But when they sing that song, I sent it over to my wife, and uh, emotion was was shared. For a kid, once again, Jimmy, I just go back to when we were in, in middle school, early high school years. Pearl Jam might as well have been the Beatles at the time. <laughs> they were they were a big band. They were well-known. They were very popular. A kid that we were in school with at this little school in the middle of Utah, I bring this every time, but think about this, folks. There was, like, not that many kids. Like, it wasn't one of these big high schools that looked like a, a junior college. Or This was a very small school in the center of Utah. If you'd have told me somebody in here is going to be singing with Eddie Vedder in 25 years, I'd have said, it's a make-a-wish kid and wish guy got cancer or something. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It wasn't in the cards. I, yeah, I don't think it, I, I would have said there at the concert scene, or he handed them the microphone at a show. There was nobody I knew, or that you knew, or in the state, possibly in the state, <laughs> that was ever going to perform with Eddie Vedder. Lil Lone was Eddie Vedder going to come out on show while he was headlining a, a major festival uh, somewhere in the world. So I I think I underestimate Brandon, and I think I underestimate the Killers even to this day, even though we do the show, even though we talk about him all the time. Uh, I only would surmise from that that Eddie has to be a fan, right? He's not just doing that out of the goodness of his heart. He's not just there day early and bored. He has to go and ask Brandon, or they have to have talked about it to say, hey, you want to come up and do a show or do a song? And then, as we talked about with Ted back when uh, we went down and saw him last summer, Ted kind of arranges all this. He's the uh, music, director. music director. When Bruce and, and everybody comes in, he's the one that says, hey, do you know this song? And kind of gets them familiar with things, as far as what I understood him telling us. So I'm guessing Ted or somebody takes him to side and says, Mr. Vetter, you know Tom Petty, right? And Brandon would like to perform this song, and they, they kind of have to rehearse that at some point. All that happened, Jimmy, last summer. And it was just for one night only. And uh, I, I, I think that's cool. I think the thing with festivals, like you were saying, is you go and you get a shorter set list, but you get to see a lot more bands. And sometimes the headliners get to play a little longer, but they don't get to do their, their whole repertoire or whatever. But... Also, sometimes you get Eddie Vedder comes up on stage and sings a Tom Petty song with Brandon Flowers that is never done, probably happen again. So I think that I think that's worth uh, 
worthwhile. Yeah, they're definitely like you said at the beginning. I've I kind of looked down on them as not the same as a as a full concert, but they definitely have their perks and their potential for things like that to happen. That you know, Eddie Vedder's not going to come on stage if I go see the Killers playing in Salt Lake. Don't let that deter you. Well, in my opinion, deter you from going to a festival and missing out on Brandon and Billy Corgan singing a duet. And then, uh, was it the same show? See, this, I don't know how all this happens. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that has to happen. The same show, um, Sammy Hagar uh, came out and, and performed. Like, Brandon must have just been on a roll at that point. But, again, going back to the generation before uh, Pearl Jam, there was a band called Van Halen. And at some point, uh, Sammy Hagar joined Van Halen, which is a whole... There's probably podcasts just about this. There's a big controversy if you're a Van Halen or a Van Hagar person, uh, the Red Rocker. I'm not going to go down that road, but I, I always enjoyed Sammy Hagar. Just personally, some of his songs and stuff, I, I don't hate Sammy Hagar. So he comes up and sings some songs with Brandon or sings a song with Brandon. And again, if you go back to those same kids or anybody in the 80s, early 90s, and say, who's going to guest on whose show? I, I guess it doesn't work. You'd have to have like a time machine or something like that, but... Killers are big enough that I that was the front man for Van Halen. We're not talking Gary Sharon here. I think there was a, a lady that was it was the, the same form there for a while, but was a major part of uh, Van Halen, and he's had his own solo success and has I think uh, I don't know he's doing his own stuff in Mexico and stuff now at this point, but he performs with him, Jimmy, and the same the same show the same night. What a world! What a world! I don't. Know. Yeah, and his. I mean, I don't know why he was even there. He wasn't. How could you have ever foreseen that was could potentially happen? Because he wasn't on the yeah he wasn't the list, right? You know, forming uh, solo. Unless he's in the Aqua Dolls, they were uh, on at the bottom of the list on the third night. I mean, it's probably just a random night. He's at the festival to see some friends, and he sees. Uh, this is how I picture it in my head. He he runs backstage and sees uh, Eddie Vedder performing with Brandon. And says, "Well, I'd like to get on that, Ted. You know any songs that I might know?" And Ted says, well, I played the guitar a little bit. He says, well, you know any Van Halen? And he says, well, I, I happen to know a little bit. And I don't know, Ted did amazing on that solo. We talked a lot about all the all the members of the band and the original flavor and all that. But uh, for my money's worth, I, Ted's, I know Ted's underestimated. We saw him live and, and performing and stuff. But when he was playing uh, some of that stuff on that show, again, I don't think this was planned out months in advance. If anything, maybe a few days notice at most, for him just to be able to, to uh, you know, whip out those chords and, and play those solos and go props to Ted on that one. But yeah, 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 but Sammy Hagar down there. And and now, now I'm thinking we have to go to the governor's ball, Jimmy, or we got to go down to New Orleans because it might be Mick Jagger. Who knows? Who knows? Have you ever been to a festival or anything like that? No. The Warp Tour used to be kind of the traveling show, and it was kind of the popular, cool thing there for a few decades. And it was kind of the same way of you go and there'd be a bunch of bands, and you thought it was going to be great, and they play, you know, a thirty-minute set or whatever, and it was good for what it was. But uh, you got exposed to a lot of new and up-and-coming bands. I, I remember our friend group went to one. I don't remember if it was ninety-nine or two thousand. It was somewhere in that that group that range. Uh, Andy Fish the one that led the, the charge and we all went up and we had a great time. I won't name the names of everybody that was there, but they know who was there. Uh, but we saw like, I remember Green Day and Green Day is a pretty big band now. And they were at the time, but 
this was kind of like a slump in their career or something like that. They weren't the main stage. They were playing like this off stage after, uh, I think Nimrod maybe. It was well before American Idiot. It was after Dookie, but it was somewhere in between one of those uh, records, I guess, didn't do quite as well. But they were playing like a like a smaller stage, and we got right up front, and I may or may not have got uh, sprayed with an alcoholic beverage from, what's the, is it, no, uh, the guitarist for Green Day. I don't know. Is it Trey? I, I think the Trey's video. the drummer and then Billy. But anyways, we may have got sprayed with some alcoholic beverage at, at 18, and we were just, we were having a great time. But by then, I hope you had the time of your life had come out. I don't think it had. It might have. Pretty sure that was what we were having. That might have been that. Might be. I don't remember them playing that. But I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the set list. And then it may have. Or it might have been right before that album came out. Or it maybe be. that was what they were touring on. Uh, anyway, yeah. So you never know what's going to happen at some of these things. Uh, a festival comes around. I mean, there's drawbacks. Obviously, you usually don't have seating. And you got to walk around. And it's usually in the hot summer months. Or like we've heard, if you want to get the barrier or anything like that, you got to go hours ahead and, and run through a pasture and hope that somebody's kind enough to bring you water and stuff. And you probably got to bring uh, adult diapers or something like that, because if you leave, you're never getting back. But if you're of a certain age and uh, you got some endurance and stuff, it's not bad. I don't know. I've, I've thought about doing that New Orleans one just because I, I said that the bill is amazing, but I'd really like to see the Rolling Stones. And, well, the killers happen to be there, but I don't know if I have the endurance or strength to do that anymore, Jimmy, at my brittle age of 41 or whatever I am. That, I don't know if I'm as dedicated in the hot, you would, uh, Louisiana heat. When I watched those videos this morning um, to rewatch those performances, the thing that stood out to me was thinking about Ted and Robbie playing with these guys and more than it was. The Killers or Brandon, even just because we just had more recent interaction with them, so definitely, definitely cool. Yeah, I mean it's always fun in the summers, and it is a good way to just kind of know who's moving the needle, I guess, so to say. Of you, know, you go look and see who's performing and what nights and where they're billed, and uh, like like I said, I, the Killers have always been on top, and <laughs> get it. Uh, over over in Europe and in the UK, and they always go and do these Glossenbury festivals, and it's legendary, and they broadcast them on the BBC, and they're the main show. We don't broadcast festivals in, in the United States that I'm aware of. It's definitely not on uh, public television or anything like that. You might catch a show here or there on, like, uh, what, a, Austin City Limits. Austin, <laughs> well, you have, like, the Access TV sometimes will do, like, I don't know. Or you can catch them on a YouTube or something like that, but... It's definitely not the same thing, so I'm probably not in touch with who's headlining. But for 20 years later in their career to still be headlining, that I mean, that's a small handful of groups that can do that. So uh, if you're listening to this, you're a Killers fan, and you think, well, duh, Derek, and duh, Jimmy. That's why I'm listening to the podcast. Obviously, they're the best band ever. You guys should know better, and we probably should. But I always think of, like, Foo Fighters and Red Hot Chili Peppers and, uh, like, Rolling Stones are out, or if Paul McCartney was to go around, or... Uh, on my countryside, you know, you got your Willie Nielsen's and, and people like that. They're like legendary status. I think the Killers are in that same realm, and they're selling out venues, and they're headlining festivals, and it's a good time to be a Killers fan. So maybe the pressure machine took a little uh, of that juice out of me to where I'm like, oh, yeah, they are just my small-town local Nephi <laughs> band. And I can hop in, and we're naive enough to think that they just a small-town band that we happen to have a little connection with, and... Maybe that's 
what got us to do the podcast and got us down the road this far and, and it's paying off. In actuality, if you look at things, they're performing with the best of the best. I know we talked to Matt Pinfield and he named his book after them and he's had interactions with everybody in the business. So maybe I've just been underselling them for a couple of years now, but uh, I kind of like that we have that local fill flavor and tie in with this huge uh, multi-international band, I guess. And like you're saying, we we were just talking to Robbie a couple of weeks ago, or, or Ted, very generous with his time. And I know if I was to send him a, a message or whatever, that he'd respond back to me. And that kind of blows my mind because he's talking with Sammy Hagar and saying, hey, you want to sing this Tom Petty song to the front man of Pearl Jam? And like... It doesn't make sense, Jimmy. They should they should big time us and say, "Don't you know who we are?" I'm not got time for you guys in your little piddly show. The other thing about festivals that kind of blows my mind, or I just underestimate, or I'm just out of the loop, I guess maybe when the the Killers announced this festival, a festival they're going to play out, I had never heard of it before. Some of them are probably new. Some of them probably. You know, they're not all Glastonbury and they haven't all been around for forever, but I never heard of the Governor's Ball. But look at the lineup. Look who they're getting. I mean, these these festivals are legitimate festivals. Yeah. Ohana yeah. Fest, never heard of it, but. We had uh, the, the Warped Tour that usually came around back when that was a thing. Uh, I know they do some big country ones now. And we'd have, we had for a time, what was that called? The Big Ass Show? Yeah. Can you remember? What I did go. Called? I did go to one of those. At least so, one. but that was even more of a local. It wasn't that big. Uh, they'd have a, a few headliners, and uh, they were fun. But it, it wasn't like this huge multiple. They were in the Rolling Stones. Yeah, there was a. There was one that got canceled last year. The Post Malone was going to do at the fairgrounds. With I can't remember who else it was. There was another one that Kelly Court does. Yeah, That's the Block Party. That's, big one. That's getting to be a bigger one. But you go to see, yeah some of these. Uh, I mean, obviously, New York is a, a pretty big state, and you got California. Uh, you always hear about like Coachella and uh, Lollapalooza and all these uh, Woodstock, Woodstock, the, <laughs> the OG, if you will. But yeah, we we never had. I mean, like Mad Cool, they played. You know, I think that's where they debuted. Was that where they debuted? Yeah, Bonnaroo. There's that. I mean, there's these names out here that you hear. But yeah, like you're saying, like we go up there. If you just that, that was where me and Jimmy met. We're going to have somebody get mad that we're making fun of the Lilith Fair, Jimmy. I was always a fan of the Horde Festival myself. Yeah, you have these big festivals and these, I don't know, we haven't memorized them all, but yeah, the Governor's Ball, if you said, is that a big deal? I'd say, it sounds like a political uh, fundraising campaign or like the Jazz Fest. Especially in election year. Yeah, Jazz Fest in Louisiana. I'm, oh, I'm sure that's just jazz bands. I would think it's like. I can't wait to hear Winston Marcellus and the Killers. Yeah, so. Uh, obviously, we don't know every festival out there, but these are these are big events, and for those regions of the country, it's like people go to these. This is what they do. This is their big summer uh, shindig. So, if, if you happen to be close to a festival, tell me and Jimmy what you do and don't like about it. Or like you were saying that when when uh, when you were young festival, there's a lot of EDM type ones. I know Vegas has some big ones of those too. There's like a Dinosaur Land one out in Ohio. I'm not into that kind of music, but the the people they bring it like it's a lot of money, Jimmy, and they bring in a lot of people to come to camp and they do their thing and they just enjoy music. And so maybe when we're done with this podcast, we uh, go out west, 
we talked to a farmer. Uh, we leased some land for, for uh, a week or so, and we put on the biggest festival that uh, Juab County has ever seen. And it'll be headlined by, um, I don't know, I was going to try to say some, oh, what was that band from earlier that sang the Eddie Vedder song? That would probably be about as good as I can't I even remember. That would be about as good as I could get, and, and me and Jimmy going up there and introducing bands, but I don't know. Festivals are interesting. It's an interesting concept. It's a good way to get introduced to new music and, uh, you know, have your nostalgia with the old music. But um, I think my point of doing this or wanting to do this episode was just to uh, to uh, solidify that the Killers are a big deal. And if you're a fan of the band, don't ever let somebody like me, Jimmy, tell you that they're not because uh, they're they're playing and performing at high levels at the biggest festivals around uh, the country and the world and and... You know, that's just not something that happens to a lot of bands. Or they might get hot for a minute and and be on that Thursday, you know, top top of the row, but they're not playing Sunday twenty years from now. So that's really all I had prepared for that. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. The other thing I was gonna say about the performance with at Ohana Festival was just how you know, I I don't understand all the ins and outs of duets and how which voices go well together, but if it feels like Brandon had to go a little bit deeper to sing with Eddie Vedder than he normally sings. Yeah. But she pulled it off and it sounded great. Anyone that could do it with Eddie Vedder is doing something right. He's kind of like I said earlier with Willie Nelson. There's certain voices that just are known for what they are and they're great for what they are, but they're not. Well, the range to go from singing with with the Sammy Hagar to singing with Eddie Vedder, they don't sound similar at all. Yeah, especially the same night, too. That wasn't like weeks to change and prepare for. Yeah, so to you, Brandon. You know what you're doing. You are a professional, and you can sing well. You should think about starting a band. Hope he doesn't start a podcast or we're out of a side gig, Jimmy. Well, as much as it pays, uh, you're ashamed to lose. That's true. Trying try to give away things. That's, that's, we, lose, we lose money on this venture, but we do it for the love of the game because, uh, once again, we enjoy doing it. Uh, we try to come every week, but there's going to be some gaps in there, and sometimes it's our schedule, and sometimes it's just because there's nothing really to talk about, but even when there's nothing to talk about, there's something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it goes to review and all that stuff. You know what I usually say here. If you like us, there's no reason why this couldn't be love as well. Is that what it takes? Tell me why, Jimmy. <laughs> With that being said, that's another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>